I will tell you, my daughter, of your worth, not your beauty, every day. Your beauty is a given. Every being is born beautiful. Knowing your worth can save your life. Raising you on beauty alone, you will be starved, you will be raw, you will be weak. An easy stomach, always in need of someone telling you how beautiful you are. That was a Niara Wahid poem called I Will Tell You My Daughter that really sums up a lot of what I'll be talking about. As a woman, I've been a huge supporter and advocate for women, whether personally or through my work. And I've had many female role models in my personal life, my mom being my number one. And also as a mom of two girls, it's super important to me to inspire women to really take control of their lives, to know their worth, and to build the respect they deserve. It seems like everyone and their mother right now wants to dictate what women should do or shouldn't do with their bodies, their lives, their stories. And there's huge power in not listening to all that noise out there or to any opinions of people you don't respect, but instead of listening to that voice inside that you know is the right thing to do. It takes practice because we're so used to all the distraction. But once you turn inward and learn to listen and pick up on the signs and connect to your body and to your breath, you discover a huge power that will influence everything you do in the world. My name is Mira Dura, and I'm the founder and ECD of Red & Co, a creative and innovation agency in Portland, Oregon. Celebrating the lives, work, and achievements of women around the world. The Drum presents Exceptional Women of the World, hosted by The Drum's America's editor, Doug Zanger. Let's start with three questions. Awesome. I always like this one. I love this one. I'm it's like, a, pick three questions you want to be asked. I'm like, you're no, no, this is, uh, this is, this is, this is sort of a, this is a classic. <laughs> we'll put it under the classic territory. What do you think others believe your superpower is? And then conversely, what would you say your superpower is? I've been told by a lot of close friends and family and mentors, people like Dan Wyden, that I'm a ray of sunshine and I'm magnetic, that I have an energy that people want to be around. I think I'm a bridge builder. I think I'm a connector. I think I'm an empower. I'm pretty good at making people believe in themselves and making them feel that they could do great things. I'm a lover and seer of good in the world. I'm always the one who can see two sides of the story and make peace between the parties. And I want to believe that humans at their core are good. Uh, yeah, I would say, I would say that I, I'm in that firmly in that boat, that humans are good. Kind of a tough time now, I mean, in our country. How do you break through and how do you not get stuck or caught in like feeling as though that there isn't inherent good in people? Because that's always, that's always the challenge and the trick with that. A lot of my answers are going to always go back to yoga mm -hmm. because that's kind of very much how I, how, how I view the world through mm -hmm. that lens. You want to take Trump as an example? <laughs> it's up to you. I wasn't specifying, uh, but, but that's a good example, shall we say. <laughs> So I always think like if I was him with his upbringing, in his shoes, with his influences, with his parents, hair, <laughs> with his hair, I would probably be doing what he's doing. And that kind of makes me a bit more empathetic to even somebody like that who I might not agree with or I might not agree with at all. It kind of makes me see him as human. And it is not this person that I do not want to like all the time. <laughs> sure, sure. No, I like that. I mean, it's, it's, no, it's very true. And it's always a tough thing, always, especially with people like that. But, but that's a different podcast for another time. <laughs> uh, next question. What's the greatest gift you've ever been given? And why is that? 
my family. I have some amazing, badass, great aunts that have paved the way to who I am today. These women were like writers and fighters for women's rights in the 30s and the 40s. They were deans of universities in the 50s and the 60s in the Middle East, you know, and this is like... This is you, Lebanon, right? Yeah, like yeah. they were actually deans also in Egypt in, at wow. the University of Cairo. Like women didn't even work in the 50s and here are women that like were deans of universities back then. And then there's... Also, just I've I have exceptional parents, grandma, aunt, uncles, sister-in-law, brothers. I married a really special man. So all of it, like all of it, just really has influenced everything I do. I feel like we were raised to really be. My parents raised me and my brothers to really be cheerleaders for each other our entire lives, to really be each other's biggest fan. And I don't think I really realized the power of that until I got way older. Interesting. To kind of realize what it's like to have these people rooting for you your whole life, you know, even when you failed. Because it's easy to get competitive, but it's sublime when you can root for each other even in tough times. Yeah, like my parents always said, we're not going to be here for forever. You guys are going to have each other. Like, we're not going to be around. You guys right. need to help each other out. And I feel like they also raised us to be these children of the world. And my dad always said, I could be selfish and I could keep you right next to me or I can just let you free and kind of let you go out into the world and see what you can do. Right. And I feel like that's kind of been such a huge part of who I am. You know, me and my brothers ended up in three different continents, three different places. So I attribute 50% of who I am to my family. And then obviously the other 50% is a lot of hard work and a sure. lot of stars aligning because that's yeah. a huge part of yeah. what life is. So. And then the last little bit of the family part is I also had two little girls last year who, who have been a huge part of this whole thing. I think they've come into my life to teach me so many lessons that I've needed to learn. Changes your perspective, that's for sure. For sure. I can sympathize with that one. <laughs> what's the most important decision that people can make? And by extension, what's the most important decision women can make in their lives? And why is that? Who you devote your time to, who you surround yourself with, they say that you're some of the five people you spend the most time with. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. So when right, you, now you got me thinking. Okay, <laughs> right. So when you think about that, you know, it really, it, you only have a certain finite amount of energy and time. So if you start thinking, somebody once told me that if you start thinking of energy and time in terms of monetary, if, you know, you had X amount of money in the bank, you wouldn't just all just waste it all, or you wouldn't all waste it on one person if they didn't really deserve it. So right. if you start thinking of energy and time in that sense, it really like makes you just think a little bit harder about where you spend that energy and time. So I'd say the most important decision would be not only who you spend time with, but also who you choose as a life partner, mm -hmm. because I think that's one of the main people that you'll spend a lot of time. And I feel that that person will influence everything you do and who you kind of become because you guys are going to become this unit that kind of that's your life will change with that person so that'll either be really great or it won't let's go to the must list let's start with a must do I've lots. Travel solo, travel solo. I think you really, you really discover who you are when you travel on your own. Mm -hmm. Meditate, do yoga. Yoga has influenced my life in so many different ways. You like the hot yoga? I don't like the hot yoga. That's like a thing. I don't you know, like the hot yoga. Especially in Portland. Everyone likes the hot yoga. I'll tell you why. So I'm 
a believer in the practice of yoga, not just the physicality sure. of yeah, yoga. Yeah. So I think hot yoga, what I don't like about it, and this is obviously just personal, sure. I feel like your body is already going to get heated as you practice. Right. And I don't want to force my body into an unnatural state from the beginning. Oh, until it makes, it's like doing jumping jacks in a sauna. Who wants that? There you go. Right. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So yoga. Um, so yoga, taking risks, right. trying new things. Now let me go back to the risk thing. Yeah. Cal- calculated or just, let's just do it. I think a little bit of both. Okay. I think a little Fair bit of point. both. I think sometimes... Trying things that you've never done before or just like, I feel like it especially works really well when you feel stuck. When you feel stuck and you feel something's not working, just try some things. Right. It doesn't matter if they're like good or not or this or that. Just try some things. Something always changes. Try some things. Jump, this, that. Do something you're not used to doing. Push yourself outside your comfort zone. Like it always ends up changing something. You know, empty that basket. If that basket's full, nothing can like come in to fill it right empty dump the basket new things will come and fill it up like yeah. i think there's there's something really amazing that's always happened to me when i've just like pushed myself to like try something that i've never done before yeah uh some other must do's yeah you got the um, list you got the list going today <laughs> support other women yes. that's kind of huge for me i think women more and more these days you're kind of seeing more and more women support each other but i don't think that was the case i know that i've struggled with that my whole career i haven't had a lot of professional female role models i always look back to my family and the women in my family for like being those role models so support other women is huge for me support people who are less fortunate i think you know the more you get out of life and the more you life kind of gives you the more you should give back right and just be super conscious of that give more than you can take study those who inspire you i think this is one thing that just my whole life whether it's filmmakers or writers or musicians or designers or photographers just surround yourself by all these great people that have done amazing things and that kind of just by osmosis starts to like seep into who you become as well because you're aspiring to all these amazing people that have done great things before you What's a must experience? Must experience other cultures, True. other religions, other mm-hmm. points of views, anything other, anything that'll basically make you look at something differently. Only when you start opening yourself up to those things are you going to start understanding another side of the story. Oh, totally. Absolutely. And then one last thing must experience. My main yoga teacher is called Brit Steele. Mm-hmm. All her teachings. Okay. Must experience. How do they find that her teachings? Online. She has a website. Good steel. <laughs> S-T-E-E-L-E. S-T-E-E-L-E. I like yes. that. A shameless promotion. Promotion, we, not self-promotion. It's fine. It's a shameless promotion. Yes. Yeah, just because she's influenced so much of like my awesome. yoga practice. I'm just teasing, but that's I awesome. Know. That's awesome. I know. What's a must read? Profit by Gibran, Orientalism by Saeed, The Velveteen Rabbit always makes me smile. Anything Rumi, anything Krishnamurti, anything Robert Fisk's right. In the last few weeks, I've read Vagina by Naomi Wolf. I'm currently reading Mothering from Your Center by Tammy Lee Kent. You're a bit of a voracious reader. You know what? Last year I read a ton. I was pregnant. I was reading a ton because I wasn't yeah, yeah. I wasn't doing okay. much else. Yeah. Growing babies and reading. Sure. But since my kids have been born, I've not read them a lot, so I'm now trying to get back get caught up. into that. <laughs> the literary version of Netflix. <laughs> Let's get caught up. Let's get caught up in the literary version of Stranger Things. 
<laughs> What's a must learn? Every time something bad happens, I feel like it's like the universe making you pay attention. So I feel like you must learn to pick up on those signs. Mm. We're not very good at that, are uh-uh. we, at times? No. We try to be so linear about how we approach things and yeah. ignore some of those signs. Yeah, and they're always there. They're always, I always feel like somebody wants you to pay attention to something. That's why that, that thing just happened. What's happened to you recently that's been a sign? I don't know. It could be small, simple things. Like it could be not being completely present with my kids, for example, mm. and having to attend to an email or something. And then some, like my daughter choking on a piece of apple or something, you know, yeah. like it just refocuses you. That's what you should be paying attention to. It reminds you. It reminds of you. what's actually important. It reminds you. And that's like such a small example, but it's kind of a big deal. So no. it happens constantly. No, it's a huge deal in our industry, just in business in general, because it's... It, you to the point of kids, right? Where it's like, you know, we're at home. It's just turn the computer off, put your phone down, just hide all that stuff. It's, and it's easier said than done. And I'm one of the worst offenders of it, but it is a sign, something that we all can improve on. Yeah, for sure. What's a question you've never been asked before that you'd love someone to ask you? And what would the answer be? Are there any other Lebanese redheads? (laughs) Yeah, this is a great question. (laughs) So, has anybody, so have people asked you that or yeah, they totally. have? Okay, so people have asked you that. They have asked me. And the answer is yes. The answer is yes, there are. One of my best friends is actually a redhead, a Lebanese redhead as well. Okay. But for real, like, I think people just always assume I'm American. Mm-hmm. I think maybe because I don't have a thick accent and, you know, I, I speak English pretty well, all that stuff. But I'm I'm not American, you know. I have a green card, you know, that's why I'm here and I built a business here. But I'm married to an American, but I think people always assume I'm American and I'm not. I'm an immigrant. Like I came here to study and then I ended up getting hired by Dan Wyden and went to Wyden for forever and ended up staying. But I feel like me and probably everybody else in this country who's not a Native American, you know, we're immigrants. And I feel like something that nobody has always asks me is one, they don't think I'm an immigrant. And then two, they don't ever ask like how Beirut has informed who I am. Because you know? when, when did you leave Beirut? I left Beirut in 2000. Okay, so that's a long, that's a long time. Mm-hmm. And it's obviously changed from the 50s to the 60s to the 70s, 80s. I mean, every decade has seen a huge amount of transformation in Lebanon and specifically mm-hmm. Beirut. It's interesting. So how does it inform you? So it, Beirut's kind of a perfect intersection of East and West. You know, it's kind of the beginning of the Silk Road. Interesting. It's, you know, it was a French colony, so it has a lot of the French influence. You see French colonial architecture everywhere. It's the one place where I've lived where I really have a lot of, I can have dinner with a lot of different people around a table that are from different backgrounds, different traditions, different religions, and we can kind of come together around a table for a meal and not, the differences don't really come up. It's more about the things that kind of bring us together. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I feel like, especially in this time, we were constantly seeing like how different we are. People just keep on bringing up how different we are and there's this versus that and this, you know, especially in this climate and this kind of political climate. And I feel like Beirut really, because it's had so much conflict, it's really the people there and my friends there and my family, I think you really understand how to coexist with people who are different than you. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one of those places that's really taught me that really, really well and how to kind of come together instead of come apart. So that's one huge thing. Another thing is I think it's taught me 
I grew up learning three languages, mm -hmm. so it kind of opened up my world to the super multicultural way of seeing the world, which influences everything I do. It makes all the work that I do very human because I'm ultimately thinking about what's that thing that kind of ties all of us together. More than anything, it makes the work that I do very human because I'm always thinking about what, what are the truths that connect us, what brings mm -hmm. us together instead of brings us apart. Beirut has also taught me how to live in the present really well because I think when you kind of live through a war, right. it makes you super present. It makes you kind of want to maximize and live super deeply and richly because you really don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So I think that that's been such a big, amazing way of just being in the world, you know, mm -hmm. just to kind of approach everything very just consciously and wanting to like really maximize whatever it is I'm doing. And then the last thing I think that comes to mind is Beirut's really taught me about how to just live a good life. Like I think being on the Mediterranean, it's really, really taught me about, you know, I think we, we have an emphasis here to concentrate so much on our work that we forget sometimes the life part. Oh, you yeah, know? no, it's there's there have been studies that say that we're the worst at that. Yeah, so like I, we, we make the Japanese look, you know, look flat out recreational at times. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think it's really good about like reminding me of good food and good friends and good dinner parties and good conversation and all that stuff. And I do feel Portland, we're kind of spoiled over here because we do have that it's really different. good quality of life as well. Very different. Um, but a little we, more European here. A little bit more European for yeah. sure. Yeah. Oh, and, it, and there is one more thing I just remembered. It really, it really reminds me of the value of community as well. Yeah. I think people are still very kind of interdependent. They're mm -hmm. not as much independent. You know, communities still help each other out. And you really realize that when you're in a time of need. So in a war or right. in a conflict or natural disaster, anything like that, you realize how much like we can't live without each other. And right. I think that's just because here we're so independent, you know, we kind of forget that sometimes. Totally. Every guest on the show gets a chance to talk about whatever they'd like for a minute or two. So without further ado, the floor is yours. I think I look around and I see so many people running things on fear fear of the other, fear of not being good enough, fear of just like even, when, you know, just in different agencies or different places of freelance and stuff, like you just see people scared. They're just scared of losing their job. They're scared of not being good enough. And I think for me, I just think that you just have to not hang around those people, the naysayers, the abusers, the energy suckers, the ones that make you feel like not worthy. I think you are enough. I think start there, build from there, make yourself better, you know, work on making yourself better, not for anybody else, just for yourself. Trust your, you know, do your best, trust your gut. Uh, don't feel like you have to conform to any ideal. You know, I think it's all a lie, this whole idea of trying to be perfect. There's no no such thing as perfection. You know, I think you win some, you lose some. You, you keep trying. Like, I think there's, life is just this kind of constantly changing thing. And you're just constantly trying to adapt to whatever it is, the challenge at hand. And I think move from that space, move from that space of being inspired, move that space of love and of light and all that stuff. And then just rub off on everybody that surrounds you. To wrap up the show, we like to get one more piece of advice or wisdom. So what would be your final word? 
I think my last few years have been all about integration. I think a lot of people use this whole word, you know, work-life balance. I don't, I've never really understood that because it's not like I have my life and I have my work. It's all one thing. It's one package. You know, I'm like, I'm a mom, I'm a creative, I'm a yogi, I'm a sister, I'm a wife, I'm a mentor. I'm all these different things. I'm one package and I bring all of it to what I do. So I think people tend to put people in a box because it's easy. It's easy to understand. It's easy to just like make sense of something. And I think what I would want people to kind of get out of this is just embrace, like especially women, just embrace all the facets of who you are and don't feel like you have to conform to one or two things and feel like you're the boss of your life too. Like you are in charge, you are steering the ship. Obviously there's a lot of things you can't control, but you're in charge, you're the boss of your life. If you're not happy, change something, take a risk, try something different. There's always something super magical that happens when you do that. Always good to have one for the home team here in Portland. It was a real pleasure uh, spending time with you, and it's been a great pleasure to get to know you and the agency, and best wishes for continued success, and thank you for being on the show. Thank you.